Hi everybody, I have something a little bit different for you this month. I've been reading up on what life was like for Roman soldiers on the Antonine Wall, and I'm going to try and give you a feeling for it with this wee story, which starts in 144 CE, or as they'd have known it at the time, the year of the consulship of Rufus and Maximus. This is Scotland, a podcast about history and where we made it. I'm Michael Park. 29th of Augustus. Trudge. 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 Well, they call it marching, but we call it trudging. Hour upon hour, watching the back of Magnus's head. After a while, I spend more time inventing a conversation between those two tufts of hair. He just can't get to sit down. He'll start complaining about it as soon as we get to the fort. Same thing, different day. Everybody's got their own thing. Drives you mad after a while. Fabricius, he goes on and on about the shirts his mother sent him. The finest in all of Gaul. Well, he's not in bloody Gaul anymore and they're already wrecked from the marching. Brutus, he's built like three bears fighting it out in a man costume. He doesn't say much, which is good because if you piss him off he'll rip your arms out of their sockets and feed them to you. It's weird really, he'd kill all of us as soon as look at us, but put that monster in a uniform and he's basically the only reason any of us are still alive. Then there's Romulus, that's not his real name, but that boy will not let you forget that he's from Rome. The youngest of about, I don't know, 20, he got papped off to the frontier as soon as he was old enough, and now he won't stop talking about the bloody grandeur of the Empire. Which would be fine, I mean, I've been to Rome once, it was pretty cool, but it's hard to get excited about the pomp and circumstance of the Forum when you're standing on a turf wall, staring out at a solid sheet of rain, hoping you don't catch sight of some Caledonian Stultissimus trying to knock your block off. But he's a citizen, though. Give him that. It's more than you can say about any of the rest of us. Castor's pretty cool. He was a farmer before he joined the Legion. He enjoys his wine likes a game of knuckle bones, and he's a really good boxer. I like Castor. He's not been with us too long, but no complaints thus far. There's Deadman, who's... Well, he's a dead man. He got caught up with a raiding party of Caledonians beyond the wall, and boom, that was it for him. We'll get someone else eventually, but not until we get replacements from Valamalium. That might not be for a few weeks. Eulalius is Ardesinus, and if that man hits out with one more line of his insufferable poetry, then I'm going to choke him with the wax in his tablet. And of course there's Magnus, who stares into the glass and moans about his hair sticking up and how it stops him getting girls. Really it's his personality, but Magnus would rather blame everyone else. Still. You can't pick your contubernia, and if you don't want to listen to them bleat about how good they had it before they were posted to this blasted pile of turf in the arse end of nowhere, then you better be ready to poison the food. 
You see, when you join the Exorcitus Romanus, you get placed with seven other men. You share a room or you share a tent. You share your breaks. You share your food half the time. I don't really want to go into all the things you share, but let's put it this way. You can choose to leave your family, but you can't get away from these guys. So when we get the tent is put up tonight, we'll all sit around and resent one another, all secretly cursing dead man for having the good fortune to be dead, while the rest of us have to sit in this patchwork tent and freeze our arses off. At least I'm not Romulus. He's pulled repair duty, so he'll have to stitch up the burst bit of the tents while we try to relax. 15th of September. Marching isn't all that bad, really. Sure, it's a trudge, but at least it's better than the sitting around. Tonight we make camp rather than take rooms in a fort, because the fort's not finished yet. That's fine. The engineers sometimes take a while to get things done, but there's no reason to give them a hard time about it. Moving everyone around, building fortifications as fast as they're expected to build them is really hard, I imagine. Well, I wouldn't like to try it, let's put it that way. Even the wall itself is pretty spectacular for what it is. I mean, sure, it's got nothing on Hadrian's to the south, but for an earthwork, it's pretty intimidating. It's 39 miles-ish long, 10 feet high, 16 feet deep with a palisade you can walk along on top, and a deep ditch to the north. That gives the locals something to fall into when they attack. And boy do they attack. Once they get it into their heads that they're the bloody invaders, they never let up. I mean, I guess it makes sense in a weird way when the Romans came to my parents' town. They weren't mad keen on being Roman either, but it has its moments. I don't really see myself being able to explain that to them without getting my head knocked clean off, though, so I'll probably just keep doing what I'm doing. And at the moment, that's guarding a stretch of the wall between Bar Hill and Croy. Compared to some of the other less well-fortified bits of the wall, it doesn't get attacked all that often. I wouldn't say it's a relaxing place to be stationed, but it's better than stomping up and down the military way until somebody needs you. You know, the military way does have those carvings. They get the blood going. One side all pious, getting up close and personal with the very gods themselves. The other's all blood and thunder. Some big legionary putting a spear into a bunch of Caledonians. Makes you proud to be almost kind of Roman. October 10th. I'm not going to say I wish I was Roman. I, I don't. On the whole, Roman citizens are kind of pompous, kind of pretentious, kind of infuriating on the whole. Especially Roman Romans like Romulus, if you get my meaning. Still, it would be nice to be thought of by the people you're out here fighting for as their equal. Or at least somebody, you know, worth caring about if you were to die. North of the Wall, they think that we're all Romans. Some homogenous mass waiting to roll over them and destroy their way of life. Whatever that is. At home, they see themselves as Romans, but they're not. Most of us here are just peregrini. We're free citizens, and we have more rights than a lot of people, but we're not even close to being Roman citizens. It's mostly legal stuff. 
were only basically covered by the Aeus Gentium, the law of the people. That doesn't protect folk from being tortured or summarily executed by the Legatus Augusti, but what could you do, eh? November 23rd. They overran us first thing on a bitterly cold morning as we tried to eat breakfast. We were at one of the smaller encampments, reinforcing some engineers who were repairing damage to the wall. And guess what? They didn't get it finished in time. Before we knew it, there were screaming Caledonians pouring over us like a tidal wave, ripping, tearing at us with all manner of improvised weapons. Thankfully, we all had our armour on, but we were so unprepared for them that it barely mattered. I've heard people say it all happened so fast before and never really understood what they were talking about. Time passes at the same rate, right? But not when there are a hundred Caledonians smashing into what feels like just you. We're the best trained army in the world, but there's nothing that surprise can't beat. Romulus was the first to get involved and they hacked him almost to pieces. Brutus was covered in parts of him by the time he waded into the fight. Thank the gods for Brutus. If it wasn't for him, there's a good chance we'd all be dead now. We lost him under a dogpile of Caledonian warriors by the time the other troops from the camp made it over. We were a day away from relief and some time at the Vicus at Vilunia's fort. Romulus would have got to see that girl he was always harping on about. Brutus. He would have loved staring at a wall and drinking wine. But now they're gone. Gone to join dead man in the Elysian fields. Sit tibi terra levis, my friends. Sit tibi terra levis. November 25th. We held a little funeral service for our friends today. As they were cremated, we all said a few words. Something from the heart. Except Eulalius, who recited a specially written poem about the nobility of Romulus. His real name was Flavius, as it turns out. On oh, the quiet strength of Brutus. I'm not ashamed to tell you that I got a little emotional. I mean, the poem was still a load of cacat, but he delivered it with passion. Romulus's body will be taken back to his family. He'll get the full burial rights of a Roman citizen. Brutus once told me that he didn't care what happened to his ashes, and that I should drop kick them at a Caledonian patrol first chance I got. But I think I'll just scatter them somewhere quiet. The big guy deserves some peace. You've been listening to Scotland. It was written and produced by me, Michael Park, and is a production of Be Quiet Media. You can find out more about the show and read transcripts on our website, scotlandpodcast.net, and we're on Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram and TikTok for some reason. Find us by searching Scotland, a Scottish history podcast. Thanks for listening. Look after each other. We'll see you next time.